0: you guys. It's been like 20 days since we recorded last. Yeah, Yeah.
1: almost.
0: Welcome back, you guys, the 13th Floor Podcast. Yeah, I'm Cece.
1: I'm Alex. I'm James.
0: And here we are, 20 days later and full of scary information for you.
1: Of course, to you, it's only been a week. Yeah, to you guys, it's only been a week.
0: (laughs) But we need to take a step back from the microphone because life just happened. (laughs) It's okay. We're here now. That's all that matters. That's right. James, how have you been?
2: <laughs> I've been good. You know, uh, all things considered, what a what a crazy time to be alive. Amen. That's right.
0: Yeah, we've been good. James, <laughs> guess what guess what I did?
2: Mm, no idea.
0: I bought your Christmas present.
2: Ah, well thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're gonna love it. I can already tell you. <laughs> I wanna know, James, when do you start your Christmas shopping?
2: Uh, it's sort of one of those things where if I see something throughout the year, I'll get it, but I kind of like to wait until, like, late November, early December, just because it feels more Christmassy, I mm. guess.
1: There's something about the mad dash.
2: Yeah. The that's adrenaline. A, that's fun. Yeah, tripping <laughs> kids and kicking old people. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> Doing as much damage as you can in and out of the store, not just with your wallet, but yeah. with your actual physical oh body. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Good gracious.
0: Forgot what it was like to record with you two. You guys, what's our icebreaker today? Also, all I
1: was going to say is that our icebreaker, because I can go into it. Yeah, I'll
0: well, <laughs> talk about Christmas shopping. You know, you want to know what happens every Christmas, game. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know sure, what happens? Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like two days before Christmas, and Alex is like, Cece, what should we get my dad and mom? Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh man. that's not always true because sometimes we've bought stuff like a months beforehand
0: and then sometimes we buy stuff on christmas eve
1: so we leave we
0: leave the family christmas mm-hmm. dinner and we go to barnes and nobles to uh, try we and leave
1: find- before the dinner that way no one knows that we're gone uh. and oh, yeah, yeah. hey okay okay here we go james mm-hmm. so guess who left all of my family's Christmas presents last year, and we oh, had to go out and buy, no. buy all of their presents all over uh, again. And they're now they're going to re get them yeah. next year. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's what I
2: was going to ask. I was like, oh, at least you're going <laughs> to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's we, we're already phenomenal.
1: I mean, that chocolate's not going to be good, but. <laughs> the
0: chocolate was only like 15 bucks. It's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be easy to replace. <laughs> no. Alex, you know. I'm not. I'm not the only one responsible for your family's gifts.
1: No, but you're responsible for getting them all ready for me to pack into the car. <laughs>
0: Listen, guys, this is the life I live. This is the life I live.
1: Wow. Uh, we celebrated
0: yeah. Mother's Day and Father's Day and Alex's dad's birthday this past weekend, mm. and
1: it was a mad dash.
0: Alex was like, "Would you?" Can you buy my parents their gifts? No, I
1: did not say that. As I said <laughs> if you had found.
0: I read between the lines. Oh,
1: see, She's putting an awful lot of words in my mouth. I love you. I want to stay silent because I know how to be
2: good. Oh, oh man!
0: That's gracious. <clears throat> that's and you guys. That's just a little bit of marital bliss for you, <sighs> James. James, do you ever have trouble finding presents for other people?
2: You know, and this is, this is like the most humble of all the humble brags. But like I'm usually really good at picking out gifts for people. Like there's Ooh. just some sort of inherent. I've got like sort of like gift empathy. I've got gift-pathy. And <laughs> like I just inherently like this will be good for this person. Either that yeah. or like there's something pathetic about me and people just want to. Act like it was a great gift. <laughs> it's one of the two. Uh, well, I will say, James, that
1: whenever you've given me a gift, it's always been a pretty good gift. Yeah, nice. I've got
0: I've got one gift up right over my shoulder right now. It's the moth that you gave oh, me. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Oh,
1: well, thank you. Mm. Right yeah, and my section got hijacked, so let's move on to our topics.
0: Mm. <laughs> I don't even know. So, all right, you guys, what are we talking about this week? Oh, like the silence. Do you guys even know what we're talking about?
2: We're talking about spooky places.
0: Spooky places. Ah, haunted. I
2: thought we
1: were going to introduce it like
2: spooky places. All around me are spooky places.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, James, that that was beautiful. I think with that, we're ready to hop on into the topic. That was the perfect segue.
1: it's a... Mad James, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I guess I'm going first, right? Uh, and you know what, listeners, we're going to end this episode with some personal stories from some of our listeners ooh, about ghosts. Mm, so nice. Stay tuned for that, and thank you to everybody who submitted. Yeah. Also, before we get started, I want to give my shout out to all of my my listener places. Listener around the world. places.
1: Oh, okay. Listener I gotcha. places.
0: Yeah. Uh, This week we started to get some downloads in Slovenia. Oh. So that's beautiful. And also Iran. Wow. Yeah. And then here in the States, my shout out goes to Virginia, the lovely Uh Virginia. It's actually our second most downloads for July so far. And you guys, as of right now, we're recording this. The month is still kind of young. So thank you, Virginia. And James, you had a shout out you wanted to give.
2: Yeah, I was so excited to see this. Like, The Bounty is one of my favorite movies, and so I've studied Pitcairn Island, like, somewhat. And it's a little island that's only got, like, 70 people. Well, at least one of those 70 people listens to us. So, <laughs> shout out to Pitcairn Island.
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: That's awesome.
0: Oh, man. All right, chickens.
2: Are we that's getting into
0: turn. it? Yeah, I'm going to start talking about ghosts, haunted places. Today I'm talking about... York, hmm. in the United Kingdom, which yeah. I'm sure James is very familiar with York. It's mm-hmm. his last name, after all.
2: Yeah, he better be. Yeah. James,
0: do you have any family from York?
2: Um. Well, the last one to immigrate here, like in my family tree, was from only in Buckinghamshire, so I doubt it. Hmm. All right, well. It
1: was named after James, though. You have to remember well, that's true. Like a thousand years I old. Did, yeah, I
2: did found the, uh, the city itself. <laughs> I actually know the whole etymology of the city, which is weird stuff might go into it later well, if you don't see see.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's perfectly fine with me, but <laughs> York, it's located in North Yorkshire. And It's closer to the northern part of England, about 230 miles south of Scotland. Uh-huh. It's a little boop, you can point to it on a map, and it's a little town known for its old beautiful buildings. It's amazing railway system of transportation uh-huh. here. You guys top notch. And it's long history. Uh-huh. And it was It was actually founded, there were people that lived here before this, obviously, because Vikings were in the area, which you guys, we've talked about Vikings, it's great, Mm. but it was actually founded by the Romans in 71 AD.
2: Yep. Oh.
0: Yeah, it wasn't always called York though. It evolved into that name after many, many, many years, and the first recorded instance of the city named York was in the 13th century.
2: Yeah, it was a military base for my favorite emperor, Septimus Severus
0: severus that's my favorite character in harry potter books yeah
2: <laughs> uh you know i never
1: i didn't think i'd ever hear the sentence "my favorite emperor." Yeah, my favorite <laughs> emperor <laughs> it's because
2: it was me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well considering that this place has been around since the romans were in town and before then i feel like it's not too surprising that it'd be haunted mm, right
2: yeah. yeah yeah
0: there's a lot of stuff that's happened here that's yeah.
2: right Especially so um, since it's and- named after a druid suicide plant. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness! Well, and James, I already know you know the answer to this, but Alex, have you ever heard of the Roman Ninth Legion?
1: Uh, no.
0: Oh, yeah, James. Listen to James gasp. Gasp, James. <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> but they were brought into the area to kind of drive out this tribe called the Brigantes. Is that how you say it, James? I think so. Yeah, but at some point, the Ninth Legion just straight up disappeared. There's no recorded Mm. record of where they went to, Mm. no bodies, nothing. Nobody knows what happened to them.
1: It's because they they did a chant that they shouldn't have and ended up in the pits of hell. Oh, my goodness.
0: Mm. Well, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I'm sure that we're going to do an episode on the future. Oh. But anyways, let's talk about ghosties, you guys.
1: Mm, I was wondering when we get to
0: it. Per National Geographic, as of 2008, there are said to be 140 ghosts and 500 recorded hauntings. Ooh. Yeah. and That was 12 years ago. So, you guys, I bet there are more ghosts there today. Mm,
1: yeah, 141 mm.
0: now. No, yeah, there are probably at least 150 Oogly Booglies. <laughs> okay.
1: Let's be honest. <laughs> Oogly
0: But I'm going to run through a few of the most famous supposed hauntings in New York. The ones that really caught my attention while I was doing oh, my research. Okay. You know what I mean? made me lose just a little bit of sleep because I mistakenly did a lot of my research at night, which mm. is always a bad idea when it comes to ghosts and CC. Yes. Mm. So first I'm just going to mention, I'm just going to get out of the way. Okay. You guys, the York Minster. It's this beautiful cathedral is beautiful and it's haunted. You guys, there's mm. apparently a parishioner that goes and he listens to the sermons. Everybody's like, Oh, it's a ghost.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Mm. But I feel
0: like, I feel like a haunted town is not complete without a haunted church. You know what I
1: mean? Sure.
0: Yeah. But that, I don't know. I didn't read too much in that one because I was like, this is too normal. Uh, but the treasurer's house in 1953, and the treasurer's house is located right behind York Minster. Mm-hmm. But in 1953, a, a serviceman named Harry Martindale was working on something in the basement of the building when all of a sudden he heard boop, 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 trumpet.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was trumpets or blues clues.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of blues clues. But he heard mother trucking trumpets. No scarier instrument on the face of the planet.
1: Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> like a wailing tuba.
0: Wailing tuba. <laughs> Anyways, um. old Harry he looked over and he sees a legion of Roman soldiers with their horses, oh. and he can only see them from the knee up. So that's it. Looks like their knees are in the ground and stuff. Oh. Yeah, and he he gets the heck out of here. He's like, I'm not sticking around here. And he runs out. And then I don't know what happens after that. But researchers later, guess what they found?
1: There was only nine of them. So it was the Ninth Legion.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, they found an old Roman highway knee deep under the treasurer's house. So it's like the soldiers were just going through the motions, you guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just marching up the old highway. And we'll never know if it was the Ninth Legion. Mm. But in my heart of hearts, I like to think it's the Ninth Legion. Sure, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another spooky story. And this one's a bit of a bummer. So I'm just going to put that out there. But apparently happened in a house in the same vicinity as the treasurer's house. Mm. So in this little tiny house, an apparition of this little girl is said to look out the window occasionally. And it said that a long time ago, didn't say when, but a long time ago, the little girl started to get sick. <laughs> cough, cough, you know? Cece just coughed in my face. I did. (laughs) And the parents were like, I think Matilda might have the Black Plague. Oh. Yeah. Mm. They're like, I don't know if I want to deal with this let's bounce. And so they just locked the little girl in her room and they left.
1: Oh. Oh, snap.
0: Yeah. I told you it was a bummer, James. Why do you sound so shocked? (laughs) But- yeah, apparently it's said that she she looks out the window waiting for her mommy and daddy to come home. Ooh. Oh
1: man! I hope she haunted them the rest of her lives. I yeah, know if anybody deserves to
0: be haunted the rest of their lives, like I just I don't understand how somebody could just abandon a child that's sick or at mm. all. Just yeah. don't don't do it. Okay, so next we're gonna talk about a little pervy ghost <laughs> who who <laughs> likes to make appearances at the Cork and Bottle Pub.
1: Oh yes, this is a perfect name the pub. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if you're going to be a pervy ghost, you better do it at a pub.
0: Yeah, he did it at a yeah. pub. But this is per www.york-mix.com. Okay? Mm. Yeah. But the that, spirit- sounds,
1: that sounds like a dating website for a whole bunch of people named York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You're-> James, <laughs> for you? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. The spirit is said to be that of a man named George Villiers. I think that's how you say it. It's spelled V-I-L-L-I-E-R-S. But he was the first Duke of Buckingham. When I was reading this, I was like, I wonder if that's true. And I searched just first Duke of Buckingham. And sure enough, this guy popped up. Mm. He's a handsome Mm. little man. But he apparently lived on the wild side when he was alive. And he also lives on the wild side now that he's in the great beyond, so to say. But he had an alchemical research lab that was apparently in the same site of where the pub was. Mm. So Mm. he's just hanging around sometimes. You will look over and you'll see him sitting in a recliner by the fire and he's just like, hey, what's up? You know, he does like the little head nod like, "Oh yeah. up, dude? Yeah, like the guys do all the time. Yeah, of Oh, my
2: God. Can I interrupt this for just to, to gripe about that?
0: Of Alex, course you can.
2: Alex, is there anything more infuriating than if you accidentally make eye contact with another dude and you do the nod and they don't do it back? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Okay, Disrespect
0: that yeah. yeah
1: the disrespect knows about that
0: doesn't happen to girls girls just like look at each other and like
2: yeah people oh, yeah. used it's, to be it's fun to do the nod at a woman because they don't know what's going on
0: yeah they're probably <laughs> like ew gross
1: well yeah they, they probably think you're checking them out you're like what's up girl and then they're like Ugh. and i'm like no <laughs> i'm well, just i'm just saying hi
0: <laughs> yeah that'd be awkward i don't know i feel like if i were a guy we'd, yeah no we'd you don't
1: you don't do it to girls unless yeah yeah. I guess you're flirting mm-hmm. with him. So. You got to do a little eyebrow twitch. Like. <laughs> I feel
0: like you <laughs> oh, got to wow. And then the girl turns around and walks the other way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so back to George, you guys. George is known for manhandling and spying on women when oh. they're in the bathroom.
1: Oh, great.
0: Yeah, he's that kind of perv. I told you he's pervy. And it's reported that one day the landlady of the building was minding her own business, taking a shower. She got it all done. She's like... I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna dry off. <laughs> so she gets out of the shower, she starts drying off, and then all of a sudden she feels this icy cold hand touch her, and <laughs> she realizes there's a dude in there. She's like, "What the hell?" And then the land, the the, the landlord, who I'm assuming is her husband, but it didn't say in the story, it just referred to him as landlord, tries to run the guy off, and then the man just disappears. No. And the landlord was like, "It was George."
1: Mm.
0: Now. If you find yourself in York anytime in the probably distant future, because who knows when we'll be able to travel again. But if you're ever there, there are actually several ghost tours that you can take around the city. Most are pretty high rated on on Yelp okay. and Google, oh. 4.5 stars or above. But I think if we went, the bus tour would be pretty fun. There's a bus tour that's hmm. there. But then it's like at the same time, I also stop and think, are we going to be able to ever go on a bus tour again because of illness?
2: Stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So then I'm like, okay, maybe we should just do a walking tour. And the original Ghost Walk of York, which is probably one of the most popular ones there. Hmm. That's the one that we would do. It's a walking tour. But the guide, his name is Mark Graham. And he popped up a lot in my research. He's Hmm. talking about ghosts and whatnot because that's his profession. Hmm. So anyways, that's what we're going to do when we go to York, James. Just a heads up. We're going to go on that. And this is off subject. This isn't about York, but I thought it was really funny. So I saw a tweet earlier this week. It's actually several years old, but it made me laugh a lot. And it got me thinking. So in 2017, Amber Joy, a.k.a. at official Amber Joy, she tweeted, how come when a house is haunted, it's always a ghost from the 1700s? Imagine a ghost Uh, from 2007 screaming, it's Britney, bitch, (laughs) at 3 (laughs) a.m. And I
2: thought
0: that was hilarious. But then it also like made me stop and think, modern ghosts you don't like you, you don't really hear that many modern ghost stories of just a ghost that's looks like you know now wearing. you very say true.
1: that but aren't there stories of people being visited by like their late spouse and stuff like that
0: yeah there are but uh, i don't know i feel like you don't hear those as much as like you hear people saying oh i was in the library and there was a woman in a huge victorian dress right you know what yeah. i mean
2: mm-hmm. very true
1: yeah, no, there's ever the story of there's this guy in parachute pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, man! Hey, what if what if when you become a ghost, like that's just what's trendy right now is Victorian oh. garb.
0: Interesting, <laughs> and you don't you don't want to
1: be left out, so.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so you get your Victorian garb on. Well, I also think, what if. We see go- there are ghosts all around us, but we just can't tell because they're wearing clothes that look like what we would mm. say are normal.
2: Ooh, that's spooky.
1: Or yeah. if in order to see them, they have to age like fine wine. And after a yeah, certain actually, age, I thought of that. Like,
2: maybe they get more powerful with time. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Look oh. at that. We've
1: got all kinds that's of theories problem. up in here.
0: I know. Yeah. I know. But hmm. anyways. Well,
1: you talked about James's y- hometown, York.
0: Yeah, that's York.
1: James, I, oh no, I'm going next. Yeah. And I'm just going to talk about the general area that's very close to us, and it's actually been on the podcast, at least mentioned on the podcast a little bit before. Ooh. Savannah, mm. Georgia. Oh yeah. Oh. Just the general, Everyone talk about the general area because there's so many stories there that we can use over time in future episodes. But I want to talk about, because the area is it, it's considered by uh, someone in 2002 to be the most haunted place in the world.
0: Ooh, not just mm-hmm. the United States, the world. That's
1: right, the world.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, the reason for some of that is, all right. My sources are the Emerald Coast, Conde Nast Traveler, Trolley Tours. I love it. <laughs> and USA Today. So mm-hmm. Savannah's been around for almost three hundred years now, wow. and it's seen its fair share of crazy tragedy, lots of death and destruction. Lots. Yeah. Uh, a, guy, a guy who did a to do it as a tour company there named Spooky Steve. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. he said it was a necropolis, a city built on its own dead. Yeah. 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 So he said if human remains are found in Tallahassee while digging a sidewalk, everything stops, forensic teams are called, and new p- newspapers cover it. In Savannah, it happens all the time. There are children's playgrounds built on graves and streets and sidewalks are built right over at the top of human remains.
0: Yeah. Then we go to... We went to Savannah. Was it our first anniversary or our second anniversary? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when we went on our ghost tour, they said that. And we were staying in an Airbnb at just some beautiful house. It was a beautiful house right in the heart of Savannah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't sleep
1: because they said there was probably a dead person
0: buried underneath it.
1: Yeah. So in 1733... General James Oglethorpe and a bunch of other people <laughs> <laughs> show, showed up and established the city. And this is actually was established as the first planned city in the United States.
0: Really? Mm hmm.
1: Yep. He was the one that did the, like, the grid system hmm. that a lot of people kind of copy and pasted. Mm. So, because he was such a revelation in city planning, he decided to bury it over the top of all kinds of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> In burial grounds. (laughs) So after after, decades, after uh, Savannah is founded, it's it's this big strategic port, and this little thing called the American Revolution happens. Yeah, and there's this Mm -hmm. little thing called the American Civil War.
0: Lots of war. Yeah, right. So
1: in 1778, the British fought and took Savannah. So death in a Mm -hmm. war. Yep. So while it's being held, guess what the enemy did they hastily buried their enemies. What a shock. Yeah. So there's all kinds of bodies just not e- not even put 6 feet under. Yeah. So in 1782, the French and American troops reclaimed the city. More war.
0: More on the city.
1: Yeah. And luckily after that, things got better. Except for they didn't because <laughs> while everything while everything got more profitable, slavery took root. Mm. So mm. more, more death.
0: I don't like it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. And so more stuff happens. More stuff. <laughs> more stuff. It just
0: keeps going. So
1: in 1796, a huge fire broke out, <laughs> destroying a lot of the city. And in 1820, another fire broke out, wiping out a lot of the city. But also Jeez. in 1820, yellow fever hit. And wiped out one-tenth of the population. You
0: guys, (laughs) 1820, 1920, and 2020 have been some pretty tough years.
2: Yeah, they say bad things come in threes, but it looks like they come in 20s. Lord. Yeah, so
1: 1820 was not a good year for Savannah, but it rebuilt, and it's looking pretty good. But the problem (laughs) is the Civil War happens. Now... Mm -hmm. There's some dead bodies, lots of dead bodies, because the Union takes the city. Now, when the Union took cities, they burned them to the ground. Typically, not this time. This time, General William Sherman was like, "Hey, Mister President Lincoln, why don't you have this thing as a gift from me to you?" you he
0: gave Savannah to President Lincoln as a present.
1: Yes, and, but it turned. But the reasoning was, is because. Apparently General Sherman thought the city was so beautiful he could not bring himself to burn it down to the ground.
0: Well, it is a beautiful city.
1: Yeah. So they didn't. So since then things have been pretty nice since the Union took it, but there are some other things that are like, oh, I can see why this place is haunted. First, there was a revered Native American chief who had like he was known for creating peace in the territory when things were pretty brutal. And he was buried at a cemetery. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, a hundred years later, they dug him back up. And so the sacred... one does. Yeah. <laughs> so the sacred ground was designated <laughs> as a railroad.
0: As a railroad? <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So oh, sa- you, got a, you got a big chief torn out of his sacred land and moved elsewhere. Then, (laughs) Forsyth Park, which Cece and I walked by several times, had autopsies performed in an underground morgue. (laughs) There's tunnels, apparently, going underneath Forsyth Park, where they took a lot of the bodies that were found there and just performed autopsies on them. So, more Mm. disturbed graves. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Yeah, so apparently a lot of people claim to see a lot of things happening around Forsyth Park because so many things have been dug up and disturbed there. That's And that's kind of why Savannah as a whole is just completely creepy because there are bodies under everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, if you went to Savannah and didn't know its past and history, if it would be quite as scary, if it would just be, like a, be a beautiful city. But it did have that feel when we were there.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of uh there's that movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I guess it's a book, too. Yeah. Where there's a haunting. <laughs> there's a haunting and all kinds of stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to get into yeah. that. I might save that for a later topic, but there's so many hauntings in Savannah. It's ridiculous.
0: My dad yeah. had a ghost experience Flipping. in Savannah.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, my dad yeah. He, uh, he worked on the movie Now and Then, which I went to the set there in Savannah. That's the first time I was ever in Savannah. So I was a very young child on the set of the movie. But they filmed in a cemetery. And in the cemetery, is the story of – I think her name was Gracie. Mm. The little ghost girl named oh, Gracie. Yeah. yeah, she's got a little grave there. And when they were filming, my dad put something on the grave as like a little gift because that's what people do. They'll put little things on the, mm. the grave. And he fell asleep in between shots or something. And when he woke up, he had an ha- a handprint on his chest, and it was like the size of a little child's handprint. And he Ooh. said it was there for a couple days before it disappeared. But they recorded at night, which is wow. It's not like a sunburn of a of a handprint,
1: <laughs> right?
0: But interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, another thing that happens in Savannah is they've been hit by several hurricanes, and so hundreds of people have died from hurricanes there. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, it's I a mean, lot.
0: all these cities that have such. Deep, dark, long histories tend to have some oogly booglies. That's why you can see them
1: everywhere you turn in Savannah.
0: We didn't see him while we were there, fortunately, but I did actually lose a lot of sleep while we were there. James.
1: That's because we went on
2: ghost tours all the time. We went on two ghost tours, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah,
0: we like the ghost tours. Sir James, what are you talking about today?
2: I am talking about uh, Wilder, Kentucky. More specifically, a nightclub called Bobby Mackey's Music World.
0: That name just Bobby freaks Mackey. me out. Bobby Bob,
2: Yeah.
1: Isn't there a guy named Bob Mackey?
0: I think there is. I think he does. Uh, or, yeah, he uh, runs... Costume.
1: Bob Mackey's what? Music World?
0: I think there's a... <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait a
1: minute. Are you looking up Bob Mackey? Yeah.
0: There's a fashion designer named Bob Mackey. I did a project... Uh, about him when I was in fashion design.
1: Why would I know that name?
0: <laughs> he designed a yeah, lot of that's... clothes for Barbies.
2: Apparently mm-hmm. But apparently
0: he also has a... a mute. It's the different Bob Mackie, right, James? Please tell me it's a different
2: I, Bob I uh, assume so, yes. He, he, <laughs> might, he might have his own music
0: world.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, all right, James. Continue with your story.
2: Okay. Well, Bob Mackie's <laughs> music world is a... Like a honky tonk, a roadhouse, whatever you want to call, it. Mm-hmm. and you know, they got a dance floor, they got a mechanical bowl they got they got beer on tap, et cetera, you know it's it, pool tables the the works the the kind of stuff that people like, yeah, um when they go to you know nightclubs, but it's got another component to it, which is to say that it is considered the most haunted nightclub in the United States um with over forty ghosts, but the real coup de gras, the reason why I picked it is it's the only place in the United States where people don't just claim that there are ghosts. They claim that there are demons. Uh, They even claim that there's a well that is a legit hell mouth. That is to say it has a direct connection to hell itself. And in order to, to really delve into that, we got to go all the way back way before Mackey's music world to 1896. So, what had happened in that instance was a young woman, 22, uh, named Pearl Bryan, decided that she was going to show up in uh, Newport, Kentucky. Well, it was actually Fort Thomas, but uh, in the general vicinity, because she was five months pregnant and was looking for a means of terminating it, mm. which, as you may imagine, is pretty late in the game. And this is also before anesthetics and, and uh proper sanitation had really caught on. Yeah. Mm. Well, when she went down there, she made the acquaintance of Scott Jackson, who was a uh, dental student at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery. Now, let's let that sink in for a minute. This fella was not a gynecologist, uh-uh. okay? Mm. Yeah. So him and his roommate, Alonzo Walling, they, uh, <laughs> they decided they were gonna help her out. And it turns out, from testimony from uh, Walling that Jackson and Pearl Bryan had actually had a bit of a romance several months prior. So it Mm. could have been his kid as far as that goes. Mm. Well, what ended up happening, uh, we don't know all the details. There's different accounts uh, from, from the actual perpetrators, but we do know that they either botched the uh, surgery or that they never intended on actually carrying out the surgery to begin with because Pearl went missing and uh, her vertebrae, one of her cervical vertebrae was found in the woods later mm. near Fort Thomas. Uh, she had been, it had been severed at the fifth vertebra. They never found her head, but based on the, uh, the rest of the body, we do know that she was alive when her head was severed. Oh Good my Lord.
0: gosh. How can you tell that?
2: Um, probably due to, uh, just the overall tears on the muscles in the neck. I don't like that. Um, if, if a person's, if a person is dead before, then those muscles would be slack. But if they're being decapitated while they're alive, oh those muscles gosh, would have contracted quite a no. while. Alive. You asked it for more um, information. I since. know.
0: I shouldn't have.
2: <laughs> well, even that, that was speculation on my part. I'm not a forensic scientist, but still.
0: <laughs> disclaimer
2: um, there. Yeah. Disclaimer there. But the, the freaky thing about it, it this, everything I've said n- up till now are the things that we know. This is when we start delving into more of the the mythology of it. Again, they never found the head, and the two men I just mentioned were hanged to death, uh, yeah. as one does in in the nineteenth century. But what's been speculated has been the the slaughterhouse uh, very close by to where they found her body. Not not too close, but pretty dang close. There's a well there, and this is this comes right back into the the story about uh-huh. mu- the Bobby Mackey's music world in a minute. The well in question had often had sort of diabolical associations with it. And again, a lot of death in the area because it was a slaughterhouse. But right. some people have claimed that uh, upon, you know, being, being sentenced to the gallows, instead of saying where her head was so they could bury her as one piece, instead, presumably Jackson claimed that he had thrown it down the well as a gift to the being that he worshipped, which was Satan. Oh, yeah. So so now all of a sudden we've got this diabolical component to the story rather than, and it, it, it does seem odd that she was murdered in such a brutal way and that she may have been carrying Jackson's child when such a thing happened. So it, it is a little sketchy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his his side of the story. And also the fact that they refused to, Despite the fact that you know the jig was up, they were going to be hanged. They refused to actually say where it went. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and another interesting thing to note is that there was actually a jailbreak at the Newport Jail, which is where they were held prior to their, their being hanged. And they knew they were going to be hanged, right? But uh, they actually stayed in their cell.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's kind of weird.
2: Yeah, it, it right. It's uh, it, it's a very odd story. Hmm. So. Anyway, then we we jump forward to the more modern day. Bobby Mackey buys this place. At Bobby Mackey's Music World, we do know there's been a lot of odd deaths. People falling downstairs. People, uh, I mean, again, clubs, you know, stuff happens. In the 90s, there was a car that smashed into a telephone pole right at the front door, Hmm. uh, killing everyone in the car. So that's weird. And there's also been, as you may imagine, I said there's been 40 ghost reports that's a lot of sightings. That's a lot of, I mean, uh, bear in mind, not 40 sightings. Sightings that add up to 40 different ghosts plus demonic sightings. Mm. So, a lot. Now, what's funny enough, though, about it is Bobby Mackey himself never really bought into <laughs> it. <laughs> so, that, that that's a bit of an argument against it. But then again, if I was running a club and part of the uh, appeal was that it was haunted, I would also kind of play the straight man in that regard, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? yeah. By the way for $10 you can actually tour the uh, underground labyrinth from where the um uh, and including the well from where the uh, old slaughterhouse Ooh. was. We
0: need to put and a lot of
2: people, you know, a
0: GoPro uh, on James's head and send him <laughs> there.
2: Oh man. Yeah, with night vision cuz that's how all horror movie found footage films roll. Uh. But uh, <laughs> um this is a fun little quote from it. <clears throat> Uh, This is from a periodical um, that I got from BitterSouthern.com. Walk into Bobby Mackey's Music World on a Saturday night, as I did on the evening of March 25th, and you'll enter a place dislocated in time. Newspaper clippings and record sleeves occupy the walls, which connected it and split at odd listing angles. Cigarette smoke and alcohol fumes swirled around the early evening crowd. A mixture of older men in cowboy hats, preppy tourists from Cincinnati, and bikers clad in leather vests. The mechanical bull sat silently in the vast back half of the space, awaiting the arrival of younger patrons. A rockabilly group crooned from the stage, playing a mixture of Elvis and Billie Holiday, like a soundtrack to a period film. I love mm. that. It paints such a nice picture of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the thing that I'm most interested in, though, has to do with the, the, the alleged demonic activity. Because, again, that makes it very unique as a haunted location. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, even though it feels like a little little island of Nashvilleianism uh, in Kentucky, the demon adds a whole other component. <laughs> 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 you know, right. um, like to a point that some people actually claim that there are multiple demons. Carl Lawson, for example, was uh-huh. a caretaker there and claims that he was attacked by multiple demons. Demons, multiple demons. So, you know that that's freaky. I, I mean, I don't really know how to even wrap something like that up because it's such an open-ended story. Like, really, I think this, the 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 way to, to to end this, if possible, is at some point we got to go investigate. Well, me and Alex, I don't
0: no, I don't think just you see, just, <laughs> just just James.
1: Oh, you don't want
2: me to? Go? I don't
0: want you to bring anything back mm. with you. <laughs> mm. oh, but
2: the, I think that one of the more interesting things about it is despite numerous investigations into it, I've never heard any claims as to what specific demon it is. I mean, there's been a lot of like, you know, those, you know, the haunted shows with the the live cams. and But with even with those, not a single one has ever uh, attempted to like use like the Goetia, for example, to identify what demon it allegedly is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, any place any place in Kentucky that's considered a gateway to hell should definitely be on our radar. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah.
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's, wi-
0: that's mm-hmm. in Wilder, Kentucky?
2: Wilder, Kentucky.
0: Well, James.
1: Man.
0: You guys, are you, you ready? Putting
1: it in our backyard, James.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that.
1: Oh, what the hell <laughs> mouth.
0: Are you guys ready to hear some stories <laughs> yes. that were submitted to us by oh, yeah. some people?
1: Tantalize us.
0: Yes. I'm going to read some stories. And if you guys, listeners, if you guys have ever witnessed a ghost or had seen an alien or had anything weird happen to you, submit it to us. Let us know. You can send them to us at 13thfloorpodcasts at gmail.com. That's number one, the number three, TH Floor Podcast. And we might read your story on the show give you a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. So our first ghost story comes from Daniel B.
1: All right. Let's hear it, Daniel B. He
0: says, I have an interesting one that didn't happen to me personally, but happened to members of my family. About 10 years back, my cousin had a young son who had this imaginary friend, and his name was John Johnson. We always thought he had a Mm -hmm. great imagination, and it was neat that he made up this imaginary friend that could keep him occupied and entertained. Mm -hmm. One day, my cousin asked his son, what does John Johnson look like? And his son described him as what seems to be a Civil War era soldier. My cousin's son never called him an imaginary friend either. He acted like he was actually there. They had to save a seat for him in the car. They had to wait on him when going places. They even had to buy him food at McDonald's. (laughs) It got really weird, but they just chalked it up to having a kid with a great imagination. Mm -hmm. Let's fast forward about five years. My cousin's son grew out of his imaginary friend phase. My other cousin had a friend who was a medium. This medium comes to visit her and is taking a tour around the house and is drawn to a family picture hanging up that was actually from Daniel's high school graduation party. Mm -hmm. The medium stared at the picture for a few minutes, looked at his cousin and asks, who is JJ? My cousin looks at her and says, we don't know a JJ. Then the medium points at the picture to a spot right behind my other cousin's kid and says, JJ, the Civil War soldier. He's the person standing right here. The medium had no idea about my cousin's son or the imaginary friend, and just randomly pointed out the Civil War soldier named J.J. standing with us in the family photo. Just thought that was a good creepy story, and I think it might have something to do with a child's perspective of what's around them compared to an adult. Oh,
2: oh. Man, yeah! One century you're getting shot at by in a Civil War, and then the next you're getting McDonald's with a
0: kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's te- this
2: sounds like a, like a good comedy movie, actually. It's, it sounds yeah,
1: terrifying, to right? A child and his Civil War soldier friend going to uh, get McDonald's. Get,
0: get McDonald's <laughs> together. No, it freaks me out because it's like Gwen's going to come to that age where she has an imaginary friend, I'm sure. If she's already, like, got an imagination that's out of this world. Mm-hmm. So it makes mm-hmm. me nervous for the things that our own child will begin mm-hmm. telling us <laughs> in the near future. All right, so I'm going to read one more. And this comes from Sarah N. Okay. Yes. She says, I bought my house a year ago. And she lives in Louisville. Oh. She says, I bought my house on the last day of the month. So I went ahead and paid my rent, giving myself an entire month to move. I didn't have a washer or dryer at the rental house, but I had one at the new house. So I started doing my laundry in the new house. One night, I fell asleep on my pile of laundry in the back room. That sounds heavenly to me. I don't know why. (laughs) So long as it's clean laundry. So I love the smell of clean laundry. Anyways. It's a shotgun house, so the rooms are just lined up with basically a long hallway connecting them all. I was woken up from a deep sleep by the sound of footsteps in the hall. They were really loud footsteps, like a big man in boots. I was terrified because I was alone and thought someone had broken in. There were several homeless camps nearby, and I thought maybe I'd forgotten to lock the door, and someone thought it'd be a good place to crash for the night. It had been unoccupied for a year. so
1: before oh Before, before she moved, she moved
0: in. Yeah. So this wasn't unlikely. I jumped up and yelled, hello. No answer. I started walking down the hall, terrified at each room I was going to come face to face with an intruder. Mm. I had keys between my knuckles in case I ended up in a skirmish, which is, I know how that goes. Mm -hmm. And as I walked through the house, Mm -hmm. it became apparent that no one was here. I checked to make sure I'd locked the doors and they were locked. No one had been in the house. Over the next few weeks, there continued to be bumps and creaks. I just accepted that it was probably haunted. (laughs) It was 120 years old. That is an old house. Uh I started to meet my new neighbors. Two of my neighbors are brothers, and they lived on this block all their lives. One day, one of the brothers was telling me all about the different houses here. They had lived on either side of my house at different times and told me about Mr. Worth. Mr. Worth owned my house from the 1950s until his death. He took a lot of pride in his house, worked in it diligently, and was apparently really mean to kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> he made sure they knew where his property line was and that they knew not to cross it. He went on to tell me how, as he got older, he realized that Mr. Worth just had a lot of pride in his house. Hmm, I wondered out loud. I have a strange question. Okay, my neighbor replied without hesitation. Did Mr. Worth pass away in the house? Uh, oh, yeah, he died right there in the hallway. He was older. <laughs> And he had a caretaker. <laughs> One day when she came over, she looked in the door and saw him lying there. She came running to her house screaming and he died right there. Mm. Yeah. Apparently after Mr. Worth died, the person who bought the house bought it as a rental. It fell into disrepair and never had anybody stay in it for very long. So I decided to come to a truce with Mr. Worth. After hearing that story, I came back and said aloud, Mr. Worth, I know you love your house. I love it too. And I promise you, that I'm going to take good care of it. You don't need to worry about anybody messing up your house anymore. And I haven't heard any more bumps, creaks, or footsteps since then. I reckon Mr. Worth trusts me to keep my word. Wow. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a nice story. Yeah. Yes.
0: And so that's how I'm going to end it today, because I think that that's a nice little, little tale from Sarah. And thank yes. you for sending that yeah. to me. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, you guys, if anybody has any stories, send them to us. We might read them in future haunted episode or I don't know. We might just read one occasionally every now and then. Yeah.
1: It'd be good to do. Actually.
0: Everybody loves a a good old ghost story. That's right. Yeah. And I thought that those two were, were very interesting. It's not like your typical ghost story where it's just like, Oh yeah, I came home and the lights were on. Yes. You know what I mean? No, it's good. Anyways, you guys, that's our haunted places episode. York, Savannah, Bob Mackey's music hall. Sarah's house in Louisville? <laughs> so, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? I, You know what? I want to say one thing. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I just jumped mm-hmm. at Alex. Uh, You know, <laughs> and I've gotten a couple of comments lately from some people that have been kind of, kind of not, no, kind of mean. Oh. Yeah. From okay. people about not believing in ghosts. If you don't believe in ghosts, that's oh. okay. Oh. Yeah. It's okay for you to not believe in ghosts. Alex doesn't really believe in ghosts, mm-hmm. but if somebody else believes in ghosts, there's no reason to call them stupid and ignorant. Oh, I agree. I so agree. completely. Hmm. Be, fri- be nice to your friends who believe in ghosts because
1: hey, we need, we maybe need someone experienced something you didn't. Yeah. And you just don't understand it until you see it yourself.
0: Yeah. Right, James?
1: Yeah. I mean, James <laughs> used to live with the poltergeist so Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I've <laughs> had a ghostly experience or two. Alex, Alex is still waiting.
1: No, I'm not waiting. I don't want it to happen to me. I don't think it will, but it's not something I want to happen. No, no, no. I don't want it to happen.
0: But anyways, that's just my little my last little thing I want to leave with. Oh, okay. But
1: well.
0: yeah, that's haunted places. You guys are we ready to draw our topic from the vase?
2: Yeah. And we'll
0: thank out. you to everybody for submitting topics this week. We got a lot more. Hey James, if somebody wants to submit a topic, how can they send it to us?
2: Uh, they can submit it either by on Instagram, on Facebook, on our website. Uh, just go to the page for Feed the Vase, and or you can just straight up email us at 13 Floor at Gmail dot com. Thirteenth, or wait, what's the? It's <laughs> Thirteenth
0: Floor Podcast at Gmail dot com. Our website is 13thfloorpodcast.com. All dot com. All right, Alex. Let's
1: do it. There we go,
0: Alex. Do it. What are we talking about next week? Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Oh.
2: oh,
0: next week we are talking about. This is a heavy one. This is, I mean, this is a lot of topic to talk about JFK assassination. And this oh. was submitted to us by Jeremy. So, Jeremy, thank you for submitting this topic to us. Next week we're going to be talking about JFK.
1: This might be one we have to double nice. dip sometime. I know. There's so a lot to go through yeah. on this one.
0: I have watched so many television shows on the History Channel about the JFK assassination. So,
1: So, we'll just let you take it over for the hour.
0: You're, right cute. you're cute. you're <laughs> cute. All right, you guys. <laughs> Alex, who does our music?
1: Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find us music on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music.
0: <laughs> so until next time, you guys. Peace keep it strange. strange. <laughs> boop, boop. Boop.
2: around me are spooky places. It's a Mad James.